1: What's up and welcome everybody to the OBR Film Breakdown. Thursday, February 8th is when we are recording this. We are going to be talking through what was, I think, some really interesting news today around the idea of the Cleveland Browns building a new stadium, right? So this has been out there for a while between the Berea conversation and expansion there, which we're going to speak about here in just a moment, and then The idea of either keeping the Browns stadium in Northeast Ohio, you know, in general, right? Whether you're having it uh, up in the city or if you're having it in one of the suburbs. I think that there's been an ongoing running list of conversation points now for a little while. The idea of a dome, the idea of renovating the current stadium. There are a lot of different thoughts on this and we haven't really heard much lately. There have sort of been some things quiet. Like sort of rumblings that have happened, but nothing all too serious until today. We get pushed in the direction of understanding that the Browns, according to the, the Northeast Ohio um, a blog here that we're, we originally saw this from today, has been confirmed by a lot of other folks. So this is this is pretty real. Ownership of the Browns is buying 176 acres in Brook Park um, Airport adjacent site. So very much up near the Cleveland Airport and. Uh, Andrew, as I welcome you in, this is a significant amount of land, uh, enough land to build something serious. Now, there are probably provisional laws about airports and stuff that that are going to be looked into, dug up, and expressed. But when you look at this idea of building in Brook Park, right, just north of Berea, really very close, right? So. When you, you talk about, I mean, it's like 15 to 20 minutes outside of downtown Cleveland. Not that bad. You look at some teams around the NFL. There are plenty of teams that are well outside of the city boundaries here. So this is not an uncommon thing. But the draw of having your practice facility in Berea hopping on one street, driving just a few miles north to your stadium, and then your stadium being right next to the airport, there is real appeal To doing that sort of thing. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, it makes sense from a development standpoint, which is how these owners are thinking, right? I mean, there's there's a joke that's been around for a a decade or so that essentially these days sports owners are real estate developers that run a sideline in a sports team. And I think that's becoming more and more true as the years go on, that ultimately what they're trying to do, all of these owners are trying to create Businesses around the main business that all roll up to them in the same way, and so creating a larger mixed-use site around the stadium at you know at this airport site that is accessible to the the larger region by being right next to I seventy one and not far from four hundred and eighty makes sense. It also makes sense to tie it so closely to the Browns' campus that they're planning on expanding from a practice facility that hosts fans for. A dozen training camp uh, visits in the summer to a sort of year round destination for Browns fans, akin to kind of what they've done now with the Hall of Fame in Canton. I think that's what the browns long term want to be doing in Berea and when you look at i i you know I'm a Browns fan I'm a Cleveland sports fan I've never lived in Cleveland. I had to look at a map this morning to kind of familiarize myself with the lay of the land and you 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 don't think about how close that facility in Berea is to this location in Brook Park, but they're right up the road from each other. So from a convenience standpoint, from a bringing all of Brown's, all the Brown's businesses under one roof, so to speak, you you could almost do it. The, the stadium would almost be visible from the complex. So I, I think that has got to appeal to them again, as, as speaking as less as, Putting the best football product on the field, more talking about the way that they can parlay that investment into all of these other profitable things, such as real estate development and all that.
1: I've always said that this idea of of where they're at in Berea, and you talked about ex- expanding, Berea. I, I mean, I would imagine most of you have probably been there. It's not that big right now, as it currently sits. They have, uh, again, they were one of the first teams to build a um, as a part of their training complex and indoor field, but that field is not even close to 100 yards. They desperately know they need to expand what they have in Berea. And they've done a nice job with the land they have. Now you talked about they're buying out land. They have a real idea for expansion. They're not leaving Berea. Like when we originally saw this this morning, there was this idea in our head of like, okay, maybe they're going to move to a more sprawling training complex. To put that there, be closer to the airport, even though it's not by a ton, right? But be closer to the airport and whatever else, right? It makes sense. The building wouldn't be that big. You wouldn't, there would be a lot of less uh, you know, work to be done about fitting if they wanted to do a dome or whatever. That's idea. But they're not, they're not leaving Berea based on everything we know, we understand, what they agreed to with the city, all of that. So, what would make the most sense is to move everything closer to it because it is it has to be. I I mean I have not asked former players this, but playing your games in in like 20 minutes away from where you you know are training on an everyday basis it doesn't even like the idea of that being your home field like I've always thought the Browns don't get into their stadium enough to like that feels like home field to us whereas I feel like if they're in these these tight Brook Park to Berea locations there's a chance you start to feel like that. It'll just be up the road. You'll spend more time there, probably practice there a little bit more than you obviously do getting up to the stadium. It's not like, you know, sometimes the Browns will send the kickers up to the stadium. And that's just, it's a haul. It's a complete change of how you go about your day. And like, I think the draw of having this under one spot with obviously the airport close by, everything logistically then makes a bunch of sense. And like we were talking before the show, Andrew, about, you know, I haven't visited a ton of NFL stadiums, but the one I was like blown away by keeping everything together and building up a surrounding area is down in Dallas where, you know, obviously it's Arlington where like the Rangers are playing and stuff like that, but the Rangers have built up their baseball stadium in an area in a proximity close to the, you know, Jerry world's off in the distance, but they have built up this, this area to be a really beautiful, very modern, like a ton of hotels but restaurants and, like It's an unbelievable environment, and I think that when you look at what the Browns have in downtown Cleveland, you can't really get that. You can't get that in the same way you can starting something fresh in a different spot. I think you and I could probably agree, and I would imagine most of you can too, that the idea, uh, not the idea, but, but, but the, the path to getting in and out of the, the stadium right now is awful. So that's why like as far as I'm ranking these Andrews, renovating the current stadium is so low on my list, like putting a dome on it or whatever. I hate the experience of Cleveland Browns Stadium where it's currently located stinks. It stinks. I would prefer. Now, there are some people that think that they could build still on the edge of the city. Right. I think that there was there another location, Andrew, that, that was yeah, out there was somewhere in that- East Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, people have floated some some ideas out there before. Uh, Yeah. East Cleveland, some different things. Right. So I'm just saying I'm I'm not against the Browns being in the city still, but they have to find a way to build up the surrounding area. Like like the idea of the Browns putting a dome on their current structure. And then saying, hey, we're going to have like final four games and all this other stuff. Or some people dream about a Super Bowl if they did that, because like the you know Minnesota had one when they built theirs. It's not happening at the current spot. It's not happening. There's no way. It's just not good enough. So like taking it out of there, putting it either in a in a different spot in the city that you're you're building, renovating and modernizing or a Brook Park location, which is, again, convenient, close to the airport. You can build up. You can you can put the right stuff around the stadium is so much more appealing to me right than than this idea of like renovating the current spot or whatever else you know you could do within those city means i just think that i'm drawn to the idea of this fresh start in brook park that maybe i'm not so open to the to the downtown in uh, a way that i thought i would be like i've always thought browns need to be in cleveland but seeing this today i'm like i'm kind of excited by what potential that could bring
0: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, Comedy and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with killer deals, and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had. So, why would you go game time? They have flash deals, last minute tickets. They're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats' view. Again, create that account, redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com, it is GameTime.co. But I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon, using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
2: All of this ultimately comes down to the fact that football, stadiums, the NFL is not really done anymore for people like you or i who are buying tickets on the secondary market occasionally or maybe occasionally getting a single game ticket this is all driven by the corporate suite customers and the season ticket holders right and those people that spend not hundreds of dollars once a year but tens of thousands of dollars per game and and certainly you know per year prefer Places that are easy to get to, places that have other amenities, high-end restaurants, etc., cetera, hotels, and places that are climate-controlled. That's just the reality. So the, the Browns are in, a, in the same spot that a lot of other teams have found themselves in. The Bears are going through the same thing in Chicago right now, where there is a large section of the fan base that prefers the quote-unquote blue-collar aesthetic of trudging to a stadium in bad weather that is out of your way that you have to work to get to, and then you tailgate and then you go into the stadium and it's a full day experience though. That's what those people want. Then there's a, a, the people with money want it all to be very sanitized. So it's essentially no different from going to a convention or going to Las Vegas and not ever being outside for an entire 48 hour to 96 hour period. Mm -hmm. So I see both sides of it, right? I, I, we talked, all the time on this podcast about loving high school football. I have watched football in some truly terrible weather conditions because I'm a, I'm a lunatic, but I recognize how much in the minority I am, especially when it comes in terms of my my spending dollar. And the, the reality is this was all predictable from the moment the Browns were sold because whereas Randy Lerner saw a sort of larger commitment to the city of Cleveland in owning the team. Jimmy Haslam does not. He sees and understands that long-term, the best po- course of action is for the Browns to stay in Northeast Ohio, but yeah. that's not the same thing as doing anything that he can to keep them on the lakefront. So long-term, this is where football is headed. And yeah. the the reality is in 20 years, 30 years, every single stadium probably will, other than in, really good weather locations will be indoors. That's just where it's headed because teams like Detroit, teams like Minnesota are not going the other direction. They are not going to build new open air stadiums. So every other team that is in a bad weather location is going to either desire to have a dome or spend the money to do it. The Browns are the lease on the stadiums up in a few years now it's 2024. So we're talking about a four year window. The Browns are at the precipice of making this commitment and to your point, I don't see any reason in getting public funds involved in renovating a stadium that is already completely outdated just to keep them on the lakefront. That doesn't make, from a public funds perspective, from a team business perspective, doesn't make sense. So I understand the people saying that this this purchase is a piece of leverage against the city, and I'm sure it works to that extent. Yeah, But it's also just very in line with what nfl teams are doing all over the country
1: that's well said i mean i don't think fans in De- De- you know detroit have any issue with the, there being a dome
2: like this whole the whole this year op- they don't
1: the open weather stadium stuff is it's so overblown i mean the guys you bring into your organization think about the best browns players they didn't play in cold weather growing up it's no advantage you think it's some advantage it's not it's not the way you think it is it used to be like it's just it's just not at all, right? Think about the Saints coming up to Cleveland and beating the Browns and that's negative 30 degree weather, you know. Yep. So, like, I think that Detroit's atmosphere in their stadium, in the dome, in their playoff games was pretty fantastic. And I think the same thing would happen with the Browns, right? So, like, yeah, technically they wouldn't be on the lakefront. That's the way to put it. But they're still in Northeast Ohio, they're still in the greater Cleveland area. That's still a thing. So, like, you're going to follow them if they go to Brook Park 15 minutes away from the downtown area. You're going to follow them like that's it's something that people can, you can get bent out of shape about it and upset. And I understand why you would feel that way. But there's not a doubt in my mind that you're going to follow them and you're going to walk into that climate controlled stadium when it's negative six degrees outside. And you're going to say, hmm, this is actually pretty nice. I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. And it can still let me tell you this. We saw it in the playoff game down there in Houston. It can still get really loud. It can still be really challenging to play in, even though the weather is climate controlled. So like louder. Exactly right. And it's like, it's, again, there are plenty of teams who are in like the 15 mile radius outside the city, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the commanders, like the Patriots are in the 25 range. And then the 49ers are 40 minutes away from San Francisco In that whole debacle. So like, I'm just saying this is not crazy talk here, moving it here, doing this. It's still, you know, I'm in Columbus. I'm in the suburbs of Columbus. But when people ask me where I'm from, I'm still in Columbus. Like, that's how you describe it. Even though I'm 15 minutes away from the heart of Columbus, I'm still I'm still in Columbus. It's the same thing. So, yeah, it's not on the lakefront. And maybe you lose that yearning for nostalgia. But I think that we could all agree that getting out of the horrors of what we've seen in that stadium since 1999 is not the worst idea in the world. And building something new, fresh and that you can be proud of and have a genuinely Fantastic time going to a Browns game is worth it. I think that that is worth it, and I think it's something we're drawn to. And ultimately, Andrew, like you you mentioned, I think this is probably this is what the Haslam's view as their last deal with the Browns, like their lasting legacy with the Browns. Like obviously, winning meaningful games or a Super Bowl would be it, but like their big picture thing here when they're looking at like what are we leaving because they're older. Obviously, they're very much on the older side of things. Like their lasting legacy is probably building a stadium and building up an area around the stadium that they leave a
2: legacy from that, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Undoubtedly. Yeah. And I think to, to your point, the, the teams that have done this, that have, I mean, I think it's an entirely different conversation here, Jake, about how these teams fund these things and whether or not the, we should be asking any level of government, local state, whatever, to support building a football stadium. But these, the the deal with the NFL, the implicit deal is if you can get one of these stadiums built, one of these palaces, then you get a Super Bowl. So the there will be a Super Bowl in Cleveland if they get X amount of money and build a four billion dollar stadium next to the airport. It it's, it's just a matter of time. That's how that's the payoff, right? That's the uh, that's the uh, extortion racket that the NFL is running. So yeah there there are good things about this there are bad things about this i i don't you know if if i think about like if i if i go into my mind palace and think about what i would like the nfl to be like yeah it's a totally different conversation about the way that the stadiums are built and the where they ha- where they are and and how the league runs but that's in the reality that we live in this is the direction that things are going and so in that reality, you want your team to be, if if you're still concerned about the team doing well, you want your team to be at the forefront of this stuff rather than left behind. And the Browns have put a ton of work into their existing football facility in Berea. They have done some renovations to the stadium, but they are still, when the player surveys come out, they are still lagging behind a lot of teams in the league. And that stuff then matters Yeah, when you start talking about free agency, and and the the considerations that the the players are making, so it, it matters from that perspective. The fan experience you already spoke to it it. There's an inevitability to this that makes me. This is an area where I stop I stop wanting to argue, and I just kind of say like, yeah, this is pretty much how these things go. It's 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 like when you know a new real estate development comes into your neighborhood that, where it used to be a, a a cornfield. It's like, well, that's just that's i i have a house i would like other people to have houses so it's it's really the, on the same level as that in terms of yeah. it's just a matter of time so it the, the you know the other, only other thing i would say is that i hope that the browns will be and they, i think they have been really patient and not in a rush to do this and i i hope that this gives them the option to to have a different site. I hope that they continue to engage in good faith negotiations with the city of Cleveland. But I think we both kind of think that long term, inevitably, this is how this ends up.
1: The thing I will add to this, too, as we kind of wrap this up is, you know, the Browns have always been in the city on their own, right? On the northern shore away from the development because if you recall, the municipal stadium issue was that the Indians bailed. Right? They bailed and they went over, they built up the area. I forget the name of the project back then, but they built up the area combined. Yeah, gateway to-
2: development corporation, the
1: ga- right? Nice job and well done. Yeah. So the gateway development stuff there, that tied into Gordon Gunn and the Cavs and like that all they all they left. That the whole thing was like back then a lot of the proposals tied those two teams together up there. And since they left, it's just been the the the, the Browns have been up there. On their own. So it's like if a team were to leave the city, this is the one that could do it, right? If the Cavs left or the Guardians left, that would be a strange thing. One of those th- stadiums just sitting empty next to the other. And that doesn't make sense. It's quite clear both of those teams are committed to the spots they're in, right? Through Rocket Morgan, the progressives constantly updating. They're doing a bunch of different stuff to it right now. So it's not like, the face of the city would change drastically by knocking down the Browns' stadium. You're losing, you know, 9, 10 home games, maybe 11 if they were to make the AFC championship, and then, like, an outdoor... Con- who's, the, who's coming in a concert they made a big deal about this summer? I can't Billy remember. Billy Joel, Billy right? Joel. Yeah. yeah, so you're losing, Ron's like, a, a Billy Joel or a, a Kenny Chesney concert over the summer. Like, you're not losing a bunch of events there. You still have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that maybe could amplify what they do in that general yeah. area, build right. out, expand. And it's like, all I'm getting at is you're not losing 41 Cavaliers home games. You're not losing mm-hmm. 81 Guardians home games the way those two stadiums are used. This is a very lightly used, based on cost, stadium. And it to me feels very easy to see this move happening either within the city limits because they want to pressure the tax dollars or if they're not going to get the tax dollars they hope for building with more of their own private money over in in brook park and that's i mean again i'm fine either way they go like you said i am worn out on the discussion i see both sides of it i understand but i'm not going to curse to the to the sky about if the browns move this thing 15 minutes away because to me the the idea of the development possibilities around that are still really exciting, so yeah. Um, yeah go ahead.
2: It, it feels unlikely that the Browns would ever leave Cleveland again, just because. That's, yeah, it I don't think
1: year. the NFL would even let it. Yeah, I, uh, the I, only
2: yeah. way that I could see it happening is if they're unable to get a stadium deal done, and they didn't have a secondary option like going into the suburbs. Yeah, so building this a is four, big news. building a four billion dollar stadium in in the suburbs and moving there is. Certainly going to keep them in Northeast Ohio for a, a for two generations, right? Because that's just, that's how it works. Like it's going to, it's, it's going to just stick there. So,
1: yeah. And the city has committed money to rebuilding, redoing Hopkins airport, right, right? right? So like, again, you're talking about redevelopment money being poured into that area as it is. I think if I had to predict, Andrew, that's where they end up. In in the next five to seven years, they end up over there. Do you feel the same way, or do you still think there's a lot of hope for the for the lakefront or somewhere along the lakefront to make it happen?
2: No, I don't, because I don't think that the city is in the same position that they were a generation ago when the the and the and the Indians moved. So, I, I think that the the writing is on the wall here a little bit. And I think if you look at if you look at the work that the Browns have done around Berea, I mean, I I, I can't emphasize enough like that. There's they've they've purchased over 30 homes and and then demolished them they've purchased they they purchased and relocated a church like they built a new one somewhere else yeah so this is not like a whim this is a long-term strategic vision i guarantee you in the brown's headquarters there is a a big folder called long-term strategic plan that has <laughs> all of this key. yeah it has right. all of this tied together and it's all laid out that by 2030 something they're going to have. It's good, basically going to turn into Brownstown, literally, where you yeah. drive in to Berea and there's the, there's gates and there's a whole thing, like a theme park, and then right up the, the right up the road, looming over everything is the big stadium, with it's all indoors, and they'll try and get the scouting combine, they'll try blah 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 blah, right? So that's definitely where this is all heading, and the, the reality is, as we said before, the the city can't compete with that anymore, and it, frankly, it shouldn't. I mean, the, yeah. there's there's not enough money. So I just don't like think they lose a bunch from the no, city I agree not having it there. I agree with you. I think that there's, yeah. a way that you can spin redoing the stadium site, tearing that thing down and turning it into public space, green space Yeah, tied in with the rock and roll hall of fame and the, and the science center that makes the lakefront more desirable. And at the same time, then creates this other space away from the lakefront, uh, that yeah. could be, you know, sort of a Brownstown situation. So, I, I that, like what you're saying there. The Brownstown
1: spin to it, making it like a Browns haven is that's definitely what it's be. something you're, they would like.
2: You're going to, you're going to, you know, people that have $20,000 to burn are going to fly in, get transported on a, some sort of shuttle to a Browns themed hotel, mm-hmm. stay in a Jim Brown suite or whatever.
1: Where the passcode to get in is you have to
2: bark. <laughs> Exactly, it's the entry right. code, and you're there all weekend, and you're and you're going through the Browns Hall of Fame and all these things. All these now events. you're getting
1: me excited, Andrew. I and like then you, and then
2: you're on a shuttle directly to the to the Brown Stadium the morning of the game, and you're you know you're never outside, you're never on non-Browns owned property. That's what they want. Longer. The
1: question will be whether they can tie this into the new trains connecting the the of Cleveland course. Columbus right uh, Cincinnati thing right because that would be Brown's great. Team. I I would love to sit in a train in Columbus and have that take me up to Cleveland and drop me at the stadium so I never have to worry about driving that would right. be a yeah. beautiful thing all yeah. right before we go I do want to read the the Browns official statement Peter John Baptiste said we've been clear on how complex future stadium planning can be one certainty is our commitment to greatly improving our fan experience while also creating a transformative and lasting impact to benefit all of northeast ohio we understand the magnitude of the opportunity with the stadium project and intent on driving more large scale events to our region And are methodically looking at every possibility we appreciate the collaborative process with the city of cleveland and the leadership of mayor bibb and analyzing the land bridge and renovating the current stadium at the same time as a part of our comprehensive planning efforts we are also studying other potential stadium options in northeast ohio at various additional sites such as maybe one by the airport there's still plenty of work to do and diligence to process before a long-term stadium solution is determined and we'll share further updates at the appropriate time. They felt the need to put that out because it was leaked today The that they bought that land. And I, f- I firmly believe that they did buy that land. And I really like, uh, you know, uh, Andrew and I have said here, do believe that that's where we're headed in the next five to seven, like 2030. That's where it's all. That's where it's all headed. So we'll see when we get there. Listen, this is the, uh, it's a quick, almost like an emergency podcast. We wanted to cover this concept, talk our thoughts out and Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We're going to finish up a mailbag podcast here in a little bit and probably put that one out as well. Uh, plenty of content for you here on the OBR Film Breakdown channel between myself and Andrew. We appreciate you stopping by, Great and reviewing the podcast. As always, be well and go Browns.